Hey, well, good morning and welcome to our very last week of Church in the Wild. I'm super excited about what God is going to share with you today. If you're watching online today, we are glad you're here. To, we're glad you're here with us wherever you're at. Wherever here is for you, we're glad you're there. And all of you guys in the room today, I love you guys. I'm so glad you guys are here today. I told Diana last night, I said, man, if we have a packed week tomorrow, um, we have a packed Sunday tomorrow, which I, I hope that we will because I want to see people saved and see people's lives changed. And, and if that happens again three weeks in a row, I said, we're going to have to talk about what it looks like to go to three services. And so would you pray for us that we would do the right thing, that we would do the God thing because we want to do the God thing. We want to make sure that we open up the right services, the right times. All those things matter uh, for reaching the city, for Christ. And so would you pray for us that we have the wisdom to do that? Hey, um, I have a lot to say in a short amount of time today. So I'm going to give you all I got. Um, so hang on, get your notepads out, get ready to write. I'm going to catch you up. If you're brand new today, you're our guest. We're glad you're here today. If you could bring me down just a little bit, Lathan. Um, and um, so we're glad you're here today. And if you would um, just let us know that you're here today by going on. If you're online, you're watching, would you go to hopeintergarden.com? Click on I'm new. If you're in the building, you can go to hopeintergarden.com. Click on I'm new. We would love to be able to connect with you because we want to connect you to someone that we know that can change your life. And his name is Jesus. Okay. So, hey, we, we, you've heard this a handful of times this month. You've heard this. We believe that God has called us to be a church in the wild. Our time is right now. We were made for this moment. We all have a part to play. What we do today, it affects tomorrow. We believe that we have what it takes. We are the church in the wild. And we believe that for our church. So I'm going to catch you up really quickly. And then I want to share with you something really exciting. And I want to give you what I want to talk to you guys about today. Week one, we learned that we have to have the faith to believe. And we have to have the faith to build. The faith to believe. And we have to have the faith to, to build. The Bible says that you have to have faith. Faith is the, faith is the evidence of things unseen. We just have to believe it. God, God's already in tomorrow. We can trust that he's already there. So what we can't see, God can see. So we're in good company. Let's have, let's be a people of great faith. Week number two, we looked at this phrase, it's time to get in the game. It's time to get in the game. If you're not serving here, if you're not giving here, if you're not plugged in relationships here, plug in. God is doing something really incredible in our church. And I don't want you to miss it. I believe this. I'm going to end our sermon talking about favor today. But I believe that favor happens inside of community. And you want to you be in, inside of a, a group like this. God is just doing something special here. I wish I could tell you it was because of me, but it's not. It's just because he decides to bless who he decides to bless. And I'm so thankful that he's blessing in this house. And so um, it's time to get in the game, get in the game, get in the game. Week number three, who's your one? We believe that God's called us all to go out in the world and make disciples. Preach the gospel. What's, what's the gospel? The gospel is the good news that Jesus came and he died on the cross for our sins. He rose again three days later victoriously. Uh. And we need to tell the world about that because we know that message will change their life. You know, church won't change your life and uh, people can't change your life. There's one person that can change your life and his name is Jesus. We have to find that one person that we can share the gospel with. And then uh, last week we, we, we heard a message called check your heart. We heard a message called check, check your heart. And I just think if our hearts aren't right, then none of this really matters. If our hearts aren't right, none of this matters. What we decided to do in this season was to give away as much as we possibly could in this season. And we really tried to just give away and try to give away and try to give away and try to give away, which is our church. We believe in generosity. So we give away all the time. And so what I say to you today, it isn't like brand new information to you. But what we decided to do is to continue every single week to bless, bless somebody outside the four walls in a great way. And so I can't keep track of all the generosity because in, when generosity happens, it happens when you don't see it. It happens when you don't hear about it. It just happens. 
And so we were able to serve hundreds of teachers this season, hundreds of students, hundreds of homeless people. We've paid rent for people. We've paid food for people. We had a guy who's brand new to our church said, I'm going to pay for somebody's rent during the pandemic. And that happened before this month. But this month, we've helped all these people. We have bought people's, people food this season. We've helped struggling churches in this last month. We've helped all of our global partners in Kansas, in, in Kenya and Tanzania. We have churches in Massachusetts and Florida just in here locally. And we help about 10 churches um, around the state, and we were helping all of them out. And missionaries, um, we, ha we have missionaries around the world that we're helping out. And one of the things that we did week one was we, we bought 10,000 meals week one. And I was so excited about that. I was like, man, we're going to buy 10,000 meals. God's going to do incredible things. And so week one of this five-week series, we bought, we, all of us, there's not a mouse in my pocket because nothing fits inside these pockets. But all of us, we bought 10,000 meals. And I was so excited about that. So a few weeks later, I was like, we could do 20,000. And so the very next, very next week, we didn't, we didn't do it. We gave to one of our partners. Week three, I was like, we can do this again. We can do this again. So we did it again a second time. And, and last week, we had one of our greatest offerings. In, in the last weekend, we had one of our greatest offerings. And what is so crazy is I called my friends. I'm like, you won't believe my church. You won't believe the way that people are giving. And people call me and ask me all the time, how do you get your people to give? And I said, I don't. <laughs> I don't get them to give. God gets them to give. It's incredible. Ashley's here. And Ashley said to me, man, I've never given at a church before. She goes, but I love giving at this church. Because of your generosity, we're able to do so much. And so we did 20,000 meals. And last week, the offering was so big. I'm like, we have to give away more. It's always awesome when you have to give away more. Come on, somebody. Like, we have to give away, we have to give away more. Um, and uh, somebody blessed Gabe with a big old TV in this season. Like, I'm like, how did you get that? Like, what is, like, why do they like, why do people like you? You know, like, I'm like mad. Like, don't get jealous because you'll miss the blessing. But I'm like, he's got this big old TV. His, the TV he got like this big. The TV that he replaced it with, he has a side-by-side -side picture. I'll ask him to send a picture later, but it's like here is like is his, his and he was so excited about his TV. He's been sitting in his, in his car for a couple of weeks. Like I can't wait to get my TV out. I can't wait to do it. And the TV went from here to here, and I'm like, dude, he's like, favor's not fair, Pastor Wes. And I'm like, you're right, you're right. So we did twenty thousand meals. I was so excited about that. The offering was so big last week. We had to do it. So this season, just the last thirty days, thirty days, you guys have purchased and gave away over thirty stinking thousand meals away because of your generosity. Let's put our hands together. Let's thank God that he's blessing you and you're blessing the church. Hey, I'm not good at math, but there's 31 days, but there's been 30 days. So every single day this month, you guys have given away a thousand stinking meals. How does a church of our size do that? Generosity. When we come together, somehow God multiplies it and then he sends it out. So thank you for being a church that is generous. We've had two of our greatest Two of our greatest months of our giving in our church has been in this pandemic. That's God blessing you guys. That's God blessing you. So if you're here today, you're like, man, things are going great for me. Don't forget that God's blessing you. That's not my message today. I want to change gears. That's what we were able to do. Today I want to talk to you guys about my favorite C word, and it's the word community. It's the word community. Hey, take out your phones really, really quick. <clears throat> if you have a phone, you're like, well, I grew up in church, Pastor West. You're not supposed to take out your phone. You're like, are you, are you, is this a bait and switch kind of thing? It's not. Take out your phone. Uh, go to the internet browser, or if you have the Church Center app, you can go right to the Church Center app. I want to show you our groups, okay? So if you just go to HopeWinterGarden.com, I'm going to go there with you. If you're, if you're streaming online, you can't do that quite yet because it will mess up your stream. But go to HopeWinterGarden.com, and then whenever it loads, eventually it loads. I have T-Mobile, so it may not load. I'm thankful it's free, but I'm just saying. Um, when we launched the church, don't tell my mother-in-law, she's not here. But when we launched the church, she's like, hey, you guys are going to launch this church. 
and no one's going to come and you're going to have no money. And I'm like, oh, this would be awesome. I can't wait to, can't wait to serve Jesus. And they said, we're going to pay your cell phone bill for you for the first couple of years. Well, don't tell them. It's been five years. They haven't, they haven't, they haven't pulled the plug on this yet. <laughs> so don't tell them because I don't, I mean, God wants to bless me. I want to take the blessing. So don't rob me of the blessing. I don't want to rob no blessing. So if you go to hopewinner.com, hopewinner.com and you click on the, the button there, you'll click on groups. And when you get to that groups page, there's 14 groups, okay, or 15. The numbers are relevant. But if you look on there, there's one called Love Like That. That's um, on the east side of town. The next one of that is uh, Jamal and Anne Marie is in a co-ed, is a co-ed group. The next one is Josh and Kelly. They're in here. They have a group in um, where they live at. They live Oakland. They live in Oakland. And there's a financial peace class. It, it, the financial peace class, I'm excited. There's already four people signed up for that. I, did, I counseled a young couple this week, and they said, Pastor West, we would love to go to that, but we can't afford to go to that. And so you guys are paying for a couple who's not quite married yet. We're paying for a couple to go to this financial peace class because that's the kind of church that we roll with. And I want to extend the offer to you. If you don't have $130 to get into this class, I will have some of the guys or the church, I'll have someone will come up to me today. This is what happens. I say it, and someone says, hey, I want help with that. There's a young couple that we're going to help with this $130. The best thing you can do for your marriage is go through Financial Peace University. If you haven't been through it yet, you ought to go through it. It's, it's online. It's online. If you have a lot of money or a little bit of money, Financial Peace University is for you. Here's why I like it. Because if I would have never gone through that Financial Peace University, I would have never been able to start this church. Because when I went to go through the assessment process, you have to have, the Bible says you have to have your money in order. You have to have your house in order. And so I had to get all my money in order, but I was in debt from the marriage. I was, I was in love, but I also was in debt at the same exact time. And so you, if you've never been to Financial Peace University and you can't afford to go through that, please see me today and we'll get you in that class. Don't let pride slow you down from being blessed by God. You need the class. Then there's foundations. And Nelson and Jenny are going to be leading this foundations class. This is an online class, an online group. And if you're new to, if you're new to salvation and you're like, man, I just, I've only been saved for like, like last week at Hope Church or the last few months, or if you've never been in a class where you learn about the foundation of your faith. I meet so many people, they don't know why they believe what they believe. If that's you, if you feel like you don't know why you believe what you believe, when I use the word gospel, you're like, that is, is he cussing at me, or what's going on? You should go to this class. It's online. It's, not, it's, it's very convenient when you can watch it from your, from your home. We do ask that you dress appropriately waist up for that Zoom class. I'm just helping you out. You've seen the fail videos. And so we want you to be... We want you to be a part of the class. That's, that's, and, and Nelson's in the back. He's, he's got a cool top hat on today. You can see him. Most of you guys know him. And um, it's going to be a great class. We'd love for you to be a part of that class. Debbie Andrews, Faithful. We're, our church is turning five in September. And Debbie and Steve have been here since like month, or, month one or month two. The first baptism we ever did. Uh, Steve and Debbie, we baptized them. We're baptizing again today. Uh, there's a ladies virtual class with, with Diana's leading. There's a ladies PM winter garden that Maggie is leading. Great class. All these are awesome. Um, I think I skipped over Justin Kelsey's because you can't go because it's full. And apparently they're the, that's the group to be in. And um, I was so jealous. I closed my group too. I'm like, it's not as big as theirs, but I'm closing mine because it feels full. I'm like, there's two groups that are closed, you know. So uh, Diana doesn't, doesn't even know we closed our group. But I'm like, it's catching up to theirs. I'm like, if that's, if they're the, if that's the group. So, and then um, Josh and Kelly's, I would sign, if you want to go to that one, I would sign up fast because that one's about to close also. And um, there's a single parents class. Virginia Napolitano is leading. There's a virtual group that Diane and I are doing. I'm really doing it. She doesn't know she's doing it. Again, she's not here. I, I roped her into it. It's virtual. If you can't make it to any other groups, you can make it to an online group. And there's a young adult group that Gabe Jibalisco is leading. I might have missed one, 
because I was ripping through this quickly, and I want to get you in a group because I think it'll change your life. I'll tell you more. I'm gonna now. Now I'm gonna preach. Okay. If you have a Bible, Acts chapter eight. There's a passage of scripture I want to read to you briefly. And then I'm gonna bring the band up, and then I'm gonna preach. I'm gonna read the Bible, and then I'm gonna preach. Acts chapter eight, verse twenty-six. As for Philip, an angel of the Lord said to him, "Go south, down the desert road that runs from Jerusalem to Gaza." Just a little message there today. If God tells you to do something, you ought to do it. So he started out, and he met the treasure, the treasurer of Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority. Under the Candake, the queen of Ethiopia, the eunuch, had gone to Jerusalem to worship. This guy was, was prominent, successful. He had everything going for you. I was telling someone the other day, the, the Bible says it's, it's hard for the rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. This guy was going about his own life, doing his own thing, and just doing him. And he was just going through life the way he would normally do it and, and handling his business on a business trip. The Bible says he was going to worship. Verse 28, and he was now returning, and, and, and he, was, he was now returning, seated in his carriage. He was reading aloud from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Some people say Isaiah is the fifth gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Isaiah is pointing us to Jesus. The whole entire book is just pointing us people to Jesus. It's pointing people to the gospel. And so some people say it's called the fifth, the fifth gospel. So we have this story here. He's reading the book of Isaiah. Now this gets really, really creepy, what's about to happen next. The Bible says in verse 29, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, go over and walk alongside the carriage. Now we're used to that. If you go downtown Orlando, there are people panhandling all over the place. People walk up to your car, hey, can I get some money? Hey, can I get some money? And it's normal. Jesus tells this guy to go walk along the side of the guy's car. That's weird, right? <laughs> and it gets weirder. He's, so he's walking alongside the guy's carriage. I'm sure he's like, dude, get out of here. Peter, get out of here. Like, hey, who, who, who are you? Like, get out of here. But Peter was just doing what God told him to do. Verse 20, 20, 30 says, Philip ran over and heard the man reading from the prophet Isaiah. And he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? Like, that would be like me walking to Starbucks today, sitting down by you. And saying, hey, do you know what you're reading? Like, that would be weird. Like, that, I'd be like, dude, like, mind your own business. Like, nobody, nobody asked you. Thank God that Starbucks are open. But it'd be like, I walk into Starbucks today, and I'm not going to sit right next to you, number one. I mean, Rachel will be there with their three kids. They'll be homeschooled, and I'll see them, and I'll sit on the opposite side of the way because I don't want to distract their kids. Or I, I, I want to hang out with them. You know, like, I like to hang out with people. I walk over the table, I say hi, and then I leave because I'm, like, messing her up. She's, like, teaching them. She's educating them. And I'm just like, hey, what you guys doing? You know, like, I'm just... Interacting with them, she's like, "Dude, I'm having class. Get out of here." Like, I'm like, and I, but I want to say to Rachel on the inside, I'm saying, "I didn't pay attention when I was in school, and here I am today, not paying attention while you're in school." <laughs> and so I'm, we're going on. He's like, "Do you understand what you're reading? Do you understand? <clears throat> do you understand what you're reading?" And he goes on a little bit further in verse, um, verse thirty. The mayor replied, "How can I understand unless someone instructs me? How can I understand unless I'm in a? Hold on." How can someone understand unless I'm in a community group? And he urged Philip to come <clears throat> into the carriage and sit with him. I, I think there's people in our culture today that are asking people to come and sit with them. I really believe that. God's on a, there's some people that are they're dying, they're on the way to hell, and they're asking, God's asking you, and they're asking, hey, would you come sit with me? Would you, would you be my friend? Would you, would, you, would you connect with me? I'm looking for someone that can, that can connect with me. Verse 30. Two, he urged Philip to come in, and verse 32, the passage of scripture he had been reading was this. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb is, is silent before the, the shearers, he did not open his mouth. He was humiliated, humiliated, and he received no justice. Who can speak of his descendants? For his life was taken from this earth. He's, he's like, how can I understand that? He has no idea. He's like, oh, he's in there. This eunuch is saying, oh, that's cool. He's talking about sheep. 
And, and Peter's like, no, he's talking about the Son of God who's going to come. Way before Jesus came on this earth and died on the cross for our sins, we're way back in here, hundreds of years prior to, in Isaiah. And Isaiah is talking about Jesus who died on the cross, and he does that hundreds of years later. We talk about the cross looking backwards. Isaiah was talking about the cross looking forward. It hadn't happened yet. Hundreds and hundreds of prophecies prophesied that Jesus was going to come and, and be slain for the sins of the world. And he's reading that, and, and he's like, dude, do you know what it means? And he's like, I have no idea. So the eunuch asked Philip, tell me what the prophet talked about himself or someone else. So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. He told him the gospel. He said, hey, bro, you need Jesus. You're going to die and go to hell if you don't have a relationship <clears throat> with Jesus. And so we go on a little bit further, and he says to him, we're, we're, we're tracking along. So he says, he tells him, so beginning with the same scripture, he did all that, verse 36. As they rode along, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water, and Philip baptized them. Isn't that so cool? He had no idea what he was doing. But he got in the community, and he got saved. And after he got saved, he's like, you got to be baptized. He explained to them salvation, and then baptism, and then freedom. No God, then find freedom. We find freedom in the context of groups. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but he went on his way rejoicing. Meanwhile, Philip found himself farther north at the town of Zodas. He preached the good news there and in every town along the way until he came in Caesarea. And people preach this passage of Scripture. They get so excited, like, man, the gospel will change your life. The gospel will change your life. And the gospel will change your life. But you need help with the healing. And Jesus uses people, community, to help with the healing. Let me give you my message today. Number one, Jesus, I'm going to have the band coming up. Number one, Jesus uses community to stretch us. Jesus uses community to stretch you and he uses community to stretch me. I'm stretched by community. When I'm in community, I got to do the right thing. We're going to baptize some of our friends here. I said, hey, when you get baptized, you're letting everyone know. Nelson wrote our baptism curriculum that we use for our baptism class. When you get baptized, you're inviting accountability from everyone that's going to watch you get baptized. It'll stretch you. Community always stretches us. It always stretches me. Being in a group, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, virtual group, this, it always stretches me. Community, Jesus uses community to stretch us. Jesus says to this, Peter says in the sky, do you know what you're reading? No, he didn't know what he was reading. But he came along and he showed him. Here's the second thing. Jesus uses community to protect us. Jesus uses community to protect you and to protect me. He uses that. He says to the guy, he gets in the car, he leads them to Christ. He doesn't bounce, he stays there with them. And then he helps them get in the water and get baptized. So someone had come along and teach them some false doctrine, some false teaching. Why do I want you to go to a foundations class? Because the Bible says the enemy's out there trying to trick us. But if you have a firm foundation, the class is called foundation. If you have a firm foundation, you won't be swayed. You won't move from left, you won't move to right. You're going to have a foundation. You need a foundation. You'll only find that community. You only find that community. You gotta have some people in your life that can help you heal. <clears throat> then here's the second thing, or the third thing. Jesus will grow you. you. You will grow more in community than you will alone. Hands down. You will grow more in a community than you will grow along. You wanna know how I know? I hang out with Josh and Kelly, and Josh and Kelly said to me, I never knew that. Well, they got in community. 
I didn't know that. Hang out with Chase and Michelle. Chase will explain something to me. And, Michelle, and I'll say, I didn't know that, and they'll make me better. I hang out with these guys up here on the stage, and I talk about some things, and I go, oh, I didn't know that, because I, you'll grow inside of community way more than I've ever grown. I'm a product of five or six men and ladies that said to me, Wes, we're going to walk with you, we're going to stretch you, we're going to guide you, we're going to correct you. It happened in the side of community. That's how it happens. Community is everything. And here's the last thing. You can die in isolation or you can grow in community. Let me show you how this works, okay? I'm going to have everybody stop up here. Just freeze, like just a hard pause. This is how community works. It's just a little bit of piano comes in. This is how, this is, this is the perfect, I had this really cool video I want to show you guys, and it didn't make it to the, it didn't make the cut, but I was like, this is going to work. Community works, it's just a little bit of piano, and you're just going through your life, and you're just doing you and your life, a little bit, and then along the way, I think the ambient sound comes next. It's always better when the ambient sound comes on. The ambient comes in, and you have two pieces. Oh, that, it just sounds better. It just sounds better when there's two there. It just sounds a little bit better. And then you guys don't, you don't hear this guy that much, but there's a, there's a rhythm just, just always in the background, and that's our acoustic guitar player. This is Sean. I love Sean. I'm in a community group with Sean. Sean, last week we needed him to play. He was on lights last week. He's just keeping the rhythm just in, in the background. And I, I'm not a musician, so I don't know what happens next, but just the bass. Yeah, what would you like? What would you like? Would you like to be the drummer? You like the drummer? They, they said both because they, he needs him and he needs him. They need each other. They need each other. A little bit of cymbals usually. And then the kick comes in or the tom comes in. And, and here's what I believe today. It takes all these guys. And this would be really awkward if it was just these guys. And if I told all of you guys to stand up, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to give you a moment. If I told you all to start singing, you'd be like, I'm not singing because I don't sing as good as these guys. But it takes these guys. It takes them. It takes all of us. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. You need community. Here's why you need community. I was talking to a friend this week today. And she said, do you believe in the sins of the Father? I said, I don't know if I believe in the sins of the Father, but I believe in the blessings of the Father. I believe in the blessings of the Father. So here's what I know. We're going to seek His favor come upon you. Because here's what I know. Favor happens inside of community. Not only does favor happen, but freedom happens inside of community. Favor and freedom. You can't find it alone. You can only find it inside of freedom. So if you're here today and you believe that, I'm going to have you stand on your feet. We're going to sing the words this song. God's going to do something in this season that's going to affect this season. It's going to change lives. It's going to bring freedom. It's going to bring favor. It's going to build faith. We can do it together. We can do it together. Your family and your children.
together this morning, church. The word amen, it means let it be. So as this blessing is being poured out on each of us this morning, and today is fifth Sunday, which on a normal time in our country, fifth Sunday would be when our kids are in the service with us, but they've got to be with us for a few weeks, only two more weeks, and our, our kids get to go back into all the kids' faces. But man, as you're looking around at these kids that are all around you, this says that he would bless you, that he would bless your children and their children. How many generations are represented in this room and how much do we sing and that God wants to pour his blessing over this generation and the next one and the one that hasn't even been thought about yet by us, but he knows that generation. So I just want us to sing that chorus again that says, Amen. That's kind of a declaration saying, God, we're going to let it be this morning. We're going to let this blessing be. God, would you make it come to life? Would you make it come to truth in each of our families? Come on, sing Amen. Come on, let's sing Amen. Check out this week's Hope Happenings, and then we have a special treat for you also. Hey, thanks so much for spending your Sunday morning with us. If you're new with us today, don't forget to fill out our online connect card. You can go to our website at hopewintergarden.com and click on the I'm New tab. Take a minute to fill that out, and then on your way out, stop by the info bar tent, and we'd love to put a small gift in your hand just a small token of our appreciation for you being here. At Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. If this is your first time with us, please don't feel any obligation to give whatsoever. We're just so glad you're here. If you did come prepared to give today, there are a few different ways that you can do that. You can drop your gift in our offering boxes located in the back of the auditorium. You can give online at hopewintergarden.com or you can text an amount to 84321. Thank you for your generosity. It is truly making a difference in our community and around the world. We want to make sure you are up to date on all that is happening here at Hope Church for you and your family. Check out this week's Hope Happenings.
Whether you've been coming to Hope Church for a while or you've only visited once, we want to invite you to join us at Next Steps following the 1030 service on September 13th and 20th. Next Steps is a two-part class that will let you know who we are, what we believe, and how you can get connected. Light snacks and childcare will be provided. You can register today at hopewintergarden.com events or on the Church Center app. At Hope Church, we believe freedom can be found in community. And we are so excited for our fall community group season. This group season will run September through November. We will have virtual and in-person groups for you to choose from. There's a group for everyone, so check out our group page at hopewintergarden.com groups. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at hopewintergarden.com and on Facebook and Instagram at hopewintergarden. We have enjoyed being with you today. At this time, we're about to dismiss. So go ahead and get those masks ready. We believe the best is yet to come. And our hope is that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Thanks again for being with us. And we will see you next time.